Is This a Ghost is sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. Boy, Christmas is right. It's right around the corner. <sighs> Terrifying, isn't it? It is because we have done, I'll be honest with you, mm-hmm. no shopping. Uh, and I'm saying that on December 11th, but mm-hmm. as you're hearing us on December 20th, also situations have changed. I, <laughs> no, no, I'm just, just, uh, just so busy. Um, but if I were going to do some shopping, mm-hmm. and I probably will, it's going to be most of it's going to be at picknyben.com. P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y-B-E-N-D.com. Mm-hmm. Now, the trouble is I can't buy anything there because they won't ship it. But <laughs> what I can do is is prep prep my list mm-hmm. for all the people who who I whom I love mm-hmm. to get them the alcohol that will mm-hmm. appease them for a while. You know, get those get those uh those IOU post-it notes ready because that's what everyone's getting inside of their gifts this year. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's a big box. It's not very heavy, but it's, it's a big box. And you tear the mm-hmm. whole thing up. And at the very bottom, it's a post-it note. It says, one bottle of Navy strength. Yep. It says, next time I'm in mm-hmm. New Haven, Missouri, I'm going to cash that in for you, bud. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some of us, that's going to be very soon. For others, could Ain't be a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, that's kind of the magic mm-hmm. of Christmas. Is you never know. It's whimsy. It's whimsy and mystery mm-hmm. and magic. And, uh, and as they say, it's a thought that counts. So if you want to be thoughtful for the person that you love in your life, then you're going to want to think about giving them a gift of Picky Ben. <laughs> because uh, that spends just like money with those guys. Warm thoughts. I think so. Intentions. I think so. Yeah. 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 I remember Tara said that they're, uh. Their 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 annual goal for intentions was a little low, so she's <laughs> yeah, asking yeah. us so to. So if we could, if we could really people. increase the intentions, that would be great. The uh, <laughs> their their earned intention revenue stream is uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's not hitting the budget line that they were really hoping for this year. So if you could send some good intentions that way, mm-hmm. that'd be great. And uh, gosh, I think that I can't imagine. I I don't know what else we could possibly say. That would be good. In an ad, cheers. Hello everybody, welcome back to Is This a Ghost? I'm Clayton Smith and every week I tell a real ghost story from real history to my real friend Patrick Dean who uh, doesn't take it real seriously. But his camera is better today, sort of. It is. It's different. Feeling pretty good about it, actually. You know what's interesting is now, mm-hmm. from this angle, your glasses reflect the screen that you're looking at. So when you look at at your porn during right. the show, we're all going to know it. Right. What if it's easier for me to for you to see the reflection if I do this? <laughs> God, don't. That, I'm just curious. Why does it do that? What camera is it? Stop. That's mm-hmm. unsettlingly close to your face. Just saying. Yeah, lots of cameras over here. <clears throat> I don't understand it. Uh, you look like um, Elijah Wood in uh, in Sin City now. Okay, that's better. Which Elijah Wood's pretty good. He's had worse roles. He's had a lot worse roles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Lord of the Rings. What a fucking <laughs> loser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, how are you? You're drinking from a, a beaver cup. I'm great. I am drinking from a beaver cup. Um, I'm good. Yeah, really good. Uh, I'm looking forward to recording recording this podcast, you know. <laughs> Great. Glad to hear it. <laughs> I and our our millions of listeners are glad to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um oh, oh, last week mm-hmm. I told you that I had something 
to say that I couldn't remember what it was, and I remembered what it was. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, it only took a week, so why not? <laughs> yep, sure did. I did write a note, though. I gotta, I gotta take notes for everything. I think is my new my my one weird hack for remembering things is to write it all down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what I wanted to say last week was, we are we have a big announcement. We we are working on on some merch for Is This a Ghost? What? No yep. way. And you know it because you've seen some of the mock-ups. I can still, but... yeah, I can still act surprised though. Oh, is that okay? I thought okay. Uh, yeah, we're doing it. So if you are, if you're not following us on on social media, you might not have seen these. Um, but we are doing it. We're working mm-hmm. on some merch. Some, uh, I mean, ones of people have asked for it, mm-hmm. and we are answering the call. Mm-hmm. So we're we're putting some pieces together, and uh, so far a lot of it is designed by our friend Stephen Luna, who is an incredibly talented talented uh, illustrator. Who is wasting his time <laughs> for reasons unknown <laughs> on this show and our stuff? Uh, um, but we're striking while the iron's hot. You know, while we have Steven's attention, we're oh, yes. not going to give oh, it up. We're making him do everything yeah. until he stops, till mm-hmm. he realizes what he's doing. Yeah. So uh, thank you to Steven. Uh, <laughs> and I think, as uh, as I think your wife put it, Patrick, uh, he's really doing God's work. He really uh, is on behalf of this podcast. Honestly, and that is true. Not so the God we Steven. all think of. A different no, uh, a vengeful, yeah. horrible god. <laughs> <laughs> One of those gods that lives down at the bottom of the ocean. One of those gods. Yes, yes, yeah. an, an elder god specifically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's doing that god's work, and that, and we're, and we love it. Mm-hmm. So keep an side. eye out. What I want to see on the good side, frankly. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. Uh, I don't know. Probably after the new year, we'll uh, we'll open up the uh, the online store, and you can you can score some some fun. Is this a ghost uh, nonsense? Mm-hmm. Uh, which will be <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. Be prepared to, you know, wear some t-shirts and have to explain them to literally 100% of the people that you meet on a daily basis. <laughs> well, I mean, 100, except for when you go to the, uh, is this a ghost annual conference? Oh yeah. That's I, the one place where you'll only have to explain it to two thirds of the folks, I guess. Yeah. 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 ITag con. When, when is ITag con this year? I don't remember. Uh, ITag con <laughs> is, uh, I think it's in August to celebrate my birthday. I, I required that as a Leo, I thought, uh, mm-hmm. That was most appropriate. That's good. I mean, so. I'm really busy in August, so I'll see if I can make it. But you know, yeah. Hopefully, it's we not, can. If, I don't think you're. I don't think you're. You're needed. That's um, fine. If you can be there, that would be ideal. But mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think anyone's going to notice if you're not there. It's a lot of equipment to bring. Yeah, it sure is. Actually, it's going to be in your basement. So um, <laughs> I better. <start. laughs> so you it's don't fine. have to bring a thing, friend. It's fine. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, there's plenty just, of room. There's plenty of room. <laughs> scooch some stuff over. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, what else? Gosh, what else? Uh, no, we had a first, uh, first, uh, all girls wrestling match yesterday. That was, yeah, that was something. I have some questions. So your goddaughter, mm-hmm. Gloria. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, her name, her name is Gloria. Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, so she, I'm going to write that down, actually. She so wrestled in her first uh, her first wrestling tournament yesterday. Okay, so it was her wrestling tournament. Now, she is not in, She's not very old. She, she is not, She's 10. She's 10 yeah. years old. There are, But there are brackets all the way down to kindergarten, which seems young. Kindergartners can wrestle. Kindergartners do nothing but wrestle, in fact. But this, like, it's basically. <laughs> well, that's a good point. This is, uh, <laughs> but you're, you can pay for your child to wrestle. Yes, yeah, it's, they're pretty sound. strict. They're pretty strict about it. Yeah, um, know, but more importantly, like you pay to get your kid out of the house for like two hours a week to practice wrestling. That's nah, not nothing. That's the life hack right there. It's not nothing. And how did she do? Um, she did really well. She uh, she, she did not win either of her matches, but 
Um, she fought like a like a wild animal. Um, it, <laughs> I it, think that's probably against the rules, right? It was terrifying to watch. It was terrifying. <laughs> she was li- she was literally intense. Literally, twenty uh, percent lighter than every other kid in her <laughs> weight bracket. Um, that's a pretty. That's a pretty wide weight bracket. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. She weighs yeah. she weighs sixty pounds, and uh, mm. everyone else in her weight bracket was at least twenty percent bigger so you can imagine you're probably you're probably what like uh like a buck 60 buck 75 something like that <laughs> right about yeah. yeah yeah right yeah 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 so yeah you can imagine somebody 20 percent bigger than you whipping your ass in a gymnasium to be to be 20 percent bigger than you'd have to be over 300 pounds i think Goodness height gracious. carries a lot of weight that's true height carries weight yeah and your clothes weigh a, butt, a bunch too yeah, and I'm gonna. I'm wearing those for sure. Obviously, I don't. I don't, the, I don't like showing my shoulders. This is yeah, not. No. Yeah, it's not Greco-Roman. <laughs> you were the only <laughs> motherfucker down there on the mat with like a parka on and yeah. your snow boots, and be like, I'm really much more comfortable wearing these. Yeah, I, don't. I really love a hoodie, so no. I will be wearing this the whole time. <laughs> hoodie and joggers uh. is what uh, is what is, is my uniform. Uh, um. So yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Good exactly. For her. That's awesome. Yeah. I was listening to a different podcast this week and they were talking about how they have tenets. They have like three tenets for their podcast. Okay. Uh, and I thought that could be a fun exercise for us. Like what do, I didn't what do we think the three yeah. tenets are? Right. I didn't even see the one tenet that they put out. So I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I did think there might be a tenet joke. And, um, and here and, we are. Uh, uh, I'm not disappointed. But What, what are the three tenets? Like, yeah, what do you think? So I want to I want to ask you, what do you think? And I I've had time to think about this, so I can go first. I have not had any think. time to think about this, so I'll, yeah. I'm gonna let you do the first one, and then I'll okay. I'll, do, I'll do the second. So one. we'll alternate back and forth. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. But six tenets by the time it's all said and done. I think so. Fuck, it's gonna be a lot of tenets. But yeah, that's fine. Okay. So the first tenet I thought of was ghosts. So I was gonna say. Yeah. Um. Okay. My, the second tenet. Questions. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Questions? Yeah. Ghosts? You know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, third tenant, mm-hmm. uh, David. Dave. Oh, David Tenant. Okay. All right. That was a joke. Okay. No, real. Okay. Um, the honest third tenant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, God, if David Tenant was part of this show, that would we would we would I would bow. We would out. Have more listeners. I would bow out. Yeah. You know, I, think, I think I think we should both bow out yeah. at that point, and it should just be his <laughs> podcast. <laughs> It's, at that point, it's called "Is I, <laughs> Is This David Tennant?" And the, the yeah. episode just and the yes. answer is yes. Yes, and uh, God, that would be so popular. Uh, I think our third then is uh, is whiskey. Mm, Even okay. though we're both drinking gin tonight, but right. I'm I'm going to stick with whiskey. <laughs> whiskey is, feels right. So we got whiskey, we got ghosts, mm-hmm. we got questions. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with. Um. I'm going to go with absurdism. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with absurdism. Okay. That's kind of okay. a that's kind of a kind of a tenet there. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, like this is the way I it's going and then we're going to go we're going to go yes. this way for we're a going while. the other. We're going this And then we're going to go off camera and maybe we're going to go <laughs> up the stairs for a little oh, while. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And we're gonna flush I like that we give sometimes uh, a very specific reason for people to watch the YouTube version of this. That's great. <laughs> if you want to go back into the wide angle lens, I really can't. I'm just living that. It's better than the close up lens. That's fair. Um, my third one, so number uh, five, five mm-hmm. I think, um, that I had written down here, which mm-hmm. is kind of similar to absurdism, is mm-hmm. um, our fifth tenet is being, being pretty bad at stuff. 
Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Because that's, I think it's something we share. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I think, okay, the six, sixth and final, sixth and mm-hmm. final, I think, best friends. Oh. Best friends. Because we, we read oh, about a lot of best this. friends. So. Oh. I thought you meant that you and I were um, best friends. But we, I mean, but we okay. read about a lot of no, best friends. Fine. Like the. Yeah, 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 you're right. So. They're, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was stupid. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. That was stupid. Um. Do you want to hear a ghost story? You want to do a ghost story? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, I do want to do a ghost story, and this story comes from our good friend and unpaid intern Jen Swanson, <laughs> who uh, she suggested this story a little while back, mm-hmm. and then uh, then you know uh, fate is funny because then she had the opportunity to do the research for it, <laughs> and all of a sudden it came to the top of the pile. I don't really understand it. It's a mystery. It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, so thank you, Jen, for all this. Uh, it's a it's a it's a really good one, and I'm um, so grateful for uh, again all the work. This is God. This is the final week of my semester, and I cannot wait for it to be over. Twelve weeks of break, and you'll be back mm-hmm. at it by what, like Easter? March. I guess. Yeah, I think something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once it warms up, some like teaching in the winter. I can't imagine that's very easy. We don't really do that. I figure it's not really like our kind of uh, our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So we just we just wait. Kind of like hibernate like, a little bit. It's like you know a little bit. PJ it up a yeah. little bit, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Now, to be fair, this is art school, so I do wear PJs to class. Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> I'm wearing this uh, t-shirt and uh, and zip-up hoodie. This is what I wore to school today <laughs> to work. So I, <laughs> so yeah, I guess yeah, I PJ it up, but that's mm. um, that's every uh, day. That's fair. Uh, I made a big departure this year. I stopped wearing collared shirts to work about well, maybe a month ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing collared. So freeing, isn't it, it? It really is. It's yeah. Because I, I mean, after twenty years, I finally realized. I like looked around my office and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> nobody else is wearing collared shirts here anymore." It was <laughs> when when I first started working there. It was like business casual. I got like a memo on day one about what I was supposed to wear and what like type of soles were supposed to be on the shoes and shit. What sort of pocket protector they recommended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether yeah. we're doing metric slide rulers or, or, or standard. <laughs> I mean, it was really specific stuff. And yeah, yeah. Um, after I like ruined like three pairs of slacks with hydraulic oil, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> that is a really bad plan. Yeah, it's there, there are certain industries where you can get away with like, you know, business casual day in, day out. Mm-hmm. Um, oily machinery uh, rattling around all day long. Not really one of them. Yeah. So, so. now you wear coveralls. Uh, no, long, I don't. I assume no longer. I, I I did wear them exactly one time. Um, <laughs> you will you will be surprised to know that in a uh, machine shop full of uh, full of uh, um, middle aged men that are covered in like metal shavings and hydraulic oil. That if you walk out onto the floor in pristine white coveralls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You get your ass kicked uh, halfway out the high bay until you realize what's going on. So the white coverall. You went with the white. The white option. They all start off white. They all start off white. I don't think that's true. They all do. Oh, <laughs> okay. I mean the you paper. Gotta one. Earn, you got to earn your. Yeah. You got to earn your. Earn your beige. Yeah, I was, I, I was wearing the paper ones. They were, mm, mm-hmm. you know, 
They were disposed. I had a roll of them in my office. I would just kind of pull them off the wall. Yeah, I bet that you were pretty cool. I was pretty like, popular. Can that we day. be friends with this guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows what's going on. Uh. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Uh, anyway, so, oh, and you caused quite an uproar by wearing a black and white striped shirt a couple episodes ago. I don't know if you have been plugged into the, uh, the chatter, but people were, uh, were, I, I want to say pleasantly surprised. I don't know. They were surprised is what I'll say to see you wearing something not white. And someone made a comment that, uh, that you, uh, you had a different shirt that was not a white (laughs) t-shirt. And he seemed really uh, just, just kind of generally, just um, I wouldn't say amused, or I wouldn't say like angry. I would just say surprised. I'm trying to think of the last time <laughs> since obviously the coveralls incident when uh-huh. anybody in my life noticed what I wore. Yeah, it's been well, at least a decade. You're a big star, at now. least a decade, easily. Yeah, this is, but now it's Hollywood <laughs> rules now. So yeah they're gonna go crazy over this blue henley you've got they are going to love it is that what that is i have no idea (laughs) blue shirt (laughs) amy just put some stuff on the bed (laughs) my arms up in the morning she pulled it down over top of me (laughs) i said i can do it myself down (laughs) and then i get my head stuck and i said no i can't do it myself (laughs) well do you want to hear a ghost story sure i got time Mm mm-hmm well, in the year 1851, mm. a whole bunch of folks in China were like, we don't like this here. <laughs> it is not good. <laughs> and we were the first person to ever say they didn't like it over here. That's right. And what they do about it? They sailed across the Pacific and they landed in sunny California. Really? It's a pretty good move. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't like China... SoCal is a pretty solid place to go. It depends on what you don't like about China, I guess. I get okay. Name some things that are. I mean, if you don't like the food, a lot of Chinese food in California too. Well, do you know why that is though? (laughs) (laughs) Did these? Did they bring it over? Is that what it was? I think. I think it's safe to say that. um, Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they were causation and correlation are not our strong suits on this podcast, but um, so they sailed three ships: the General So. The honey butter chicken. Just to say, I don't, I don't know if you can say that. I don't know if you can say that on this podcast. What's? But go ahead. What's the third one? Uh, the 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 kung pao steamer. <laughs> that's that's a different that's a different whole thing. That's a <laughs> that's a sex thing. <laughs> I'll just say it. Um, a good one, but not, <laughs> not a good really one nonetheless. Money. Definitely one. <laughs> that's right. I would recommend to all of our uh, listeners to look up. <laughs> On yeah, their, hey, uh, Google Google Kung Pao Steamer. I would recommend that you uh, yeah hit you hit Control C for one of those incognito windows first. Yes, it's, incognito yeah. is going to be yeah. real key, <laughs> real key, especially <laughs> if you have a partner who shares your computer. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so yeah, eighteen fifty one, a bunch of people in China are like, let's let's go, let's go to mm-hmm. California, and they end up in. I mean, and really, this is obviously happening all over California, mm-hmm. um, as you as you alluded to. Um, with your casual racism, but they, these <laughs> folks specifically ended up in Monterey Bay. Mm. And they were like, the cost of living over here, <laughs> it's uh, astronomical. Unbelievable. Back in the boat, guys. Back in <laughs> yeah, the steamer. So it is indeed. It's just, 
<laughs> it is just south of San Francisco. This is, uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's Silicon Valley land for sure. I don't yeah. know if that was necessarily as bad at being Silicon Valley Couldn't in 1951. Yeah. No, I don't think so. And uh, yeah. so. Everyone's wearing like burlap hoodies. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, like and ca- uh, fishnet turtlenecks. Yeah. Actual fish, fishing nets. Like turtlenecks. Ca- canvas uh, uh, tight cuff sweatpants. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That, I mean, with like a, like a. They were like stitched together. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, self-driving mm-hmm. wagons. Yeah, still Birkenstocks around. though. It's, which yeah, is weird. It's weird. I, I don't know. It's, it's eternal. Those things. They've transcended time and space. So yes, this is down. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so most of the immigrants to to Monterey Bay had been fishermen back in China, and so they took up work doing what they do best. Mm-hmm. And thus, the fishing industry of Monterey Bay is born. Mm-hmm. In 1880, the Southern Pacific Railroad comes to town, and with it was built the Hotel Del Monte. So you got fish, Mm -hmm. you got trains. Fish got to stay somewhere. Fish got to stay somewhere, so you got a hotel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These fish want to stay in a room uh, that is, you know, reflective of the lifestyle to which they have become accustomed living uh, in Silicon Valley. You know what? These fish got money to spend, and they're going to spend it somewhere. Yep, that's right. You got it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can you can be on the receiving end of that, or you can Mm -hmm. be on the sad end of that. (laughs) And (laughs) so, so that's that's so this so. So Monterey Bay becomes more popular. Mm-hmm. Word gets out that there's this really gorgeous place because you know, the whole coast of California is just ridiculous. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's gorgeous. And, hey, you can go out there and it smells like fish, but it looks good. So you <laughs> do you want to go there? <laughs> Was this like on the, on the pamphlet or something like that? Yeah, they're like, uh, some fish, good sunsets. Lots of smells. Some good... Some smells good. Do do you like God's creatures? In 1851, they're like, yeah, I sure do. I love, especially the sea lions. They're like, oh, okay. Well, we have those. <laughs> they do have those. Actually, I didn't write this down, but um, part of the story uh, that I didn't write down was the sea lion population was really good for a while. And then mm-hmm. because of some activities that we will talk about mm-hmm. became less good, hmm. less good for whom exactly mm-hmm. the sea lion, well, the sea lions, but then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the sea lions first and then by extension, the sea lion connoisseur. Yes. Uh, okay. That's fair. I mean, yes. For all it's kind of a sea lion boom town, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think absolutely. So. Yeah. Now um, we're going to talk about sea life booming. Quite a lot. I don't want to spoil anything. That's fine. So let's just keep going. Do you have time? How much time do you have? This is a I, this is a long one. I have ten more minutes. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> <laughs> so gosh, well, that's the second note. Mm-hmm. Where are? Where are we? Oh, here we are. Sea Line Boomtown. We're at Sea Line. Sea Line Boomtown. Okay, yeah. Not even, this is the side notes. These are the notes that uh, didn't make the notes. These are the, the, the backup notes. Uh, so now you can get there by train. You get to Monterey Bay. You can get to Monterey Bay by train. Jeremy, I'm sure I'll just smooth that out. And then you can stay in a fancy hotel. So, of course, tourism starts to boom on the Monterey Peninsula. 
And these tourists go just fucking bananas for fish. Hmm. They love fish. Mm -hmm. Which I think makes a lot of sense, actually, because you there's not a lot of ways I that I know of mm. <laughs> to get fresh ocean fish in like Minnesota at this point. Yeah, I mean they got a lot of fish up there, but that's kind of like like scary cold that's freshwater like, fish. Ugh, Maybe those are river those? fish. Yeah. Well, I've seen those. I've seen river people, and it's like, ugh. It's similar. It's very similar, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the river fish are the river people of fish. Yeah. And that's well known. And uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's when you get deliverance, basically. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, they do have fish, but they, they, they want to gobble up. They want they out that sweet ocean fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saltwater fish. Mm-hmm. Salty fish. Salty fish. Yeah. Salt. Gefilte fish, I think it's called. They got to right? taste better, right? I mean, they're in salt all day long. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like a, like a brine, really. It is a brine. It's like a wet it's brine. Like they spend their entire life marinating. Mm-hmm. I'm salivating just thinking about it, really. I just say that is true. That's good. They really, I mean, that's good. Why do you think the sea lions hang out there? Some of this. <laughs> that's the sea, true. The that's sea true. lions aren't hanging out in, uh, in, in the land of 10,000 lakes. They're not hanging that's out right. over there. And they could be lake lions. They yeah. could be. They know Very how to swim. Easily. Yeah. They could go right up the river. They could be river lions. Mm-hmm. They're not. No, they're, they're sea making, lions. making a definite choice right there. Yeah. I'm going to write this down because I think I've been looking for um, a new academic paper to, to start writing. Mm-hmm. And I think that <laughs> I think that sea lions um, choosing the sea mm-hmm. is something I could really sink my teeth into. Yeah. I think my uh, tenure, um, my tenure. You think your tenure is safe? Uh, I think it's safe. I think my. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I hope um, so. I really do. I don't actually. I'm not tenure track, so that's tough. But um I know. Anyway, if I were tenure track, I would definitely write uh from my marketing position about how sea lions chose the sea because that's good marketing from the ocean and no one's capitalizing on that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, Oh, the ocean's in trouble. No one is like, Hey, the ocean is doing fucking great. Yeah. 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 So, you, you would be working for big ocean, is what I'm hearing. Totally. Is Big Ocean hiring? They are now. That's, <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, anyway, God, I don't, what is going on? Is there a so, ghost at some point? Because I've just been... No. I'm really... I don't think... Not in this episode. Okay. Actually, <laughs> I'll tell you, there are. two, there's a ghost. <laughs> right now, it's mostly sea lions and their foibles. Yeah. Um, and again, sea lions are on the uh, the B team in terms of this. We have not even... St- we haven't... St- we're not even on the first bullet point for the real notes. <laughs> <laughs> so so where it gets out there's this really gorgeous place it mm-hmm. smells like fish mm-hmm. looks good and you can get it by train blah 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 so tourists are going crazy for fish oh yeah we already did that so mm-hmm. they're in montana what? yeah okay okay here okay here we are so <clears throat> so the tourists are gobbling up the fish mm-hmm. they're like oh my god this is we've had river fish but this this is ocean this fish. is better this is, yeah much less yeah. dirty yeah yes hardly dirty okay, at probably. all really at this point in 1880, yeah, for sure. Yeah. There was no floating trash barge the size of a continent at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, you got to try this fish. So they go, so these tourists come and they have the fish. Like, this is a great fish. And they go home. And they're like, you got to go to California. The views are great. And the fish is so good. Mm-hmm. And so the demand for Monterey Bay fish <laughs> specifically starts to really roll in from the mm-hmm. interior. Yeah. How hard is this for you personally, by the way, to say fish? 
17 times less minutes. <clears throat> Thank you for asking that question. Is Thank it you difficult? for being sensitive to, to my needs. It's tough. Um, mm -hmm. I've been trying really hard to think of uh, the fish as um, kind of like pre-prepared sushi. Okay. Yeah. For this. That's yeah. like my mental trick yeah. that I do for myself. Yeah. Like nigiri kind of just floating her along in the water. That's fine. Sort of like, <clears throat> yeah. And like, you know, rice mm -hmm. rolls and stuff. And I, because um, I love sushi. Love sure. It. Well, I mean, that's. Gobble, gobble, that's, yum, yum. That's conquering, right? Yes, like, exactly. You can't be afraid of sushi. Like, that's you winning. Yeah. It's right. like, yeah, take this every. Mm -hmm. If I could eat every single fish on the right. planet, that would be actually my best case scenario. Yeah. I can imagine your nightmare would be like a carp the size of a bus eating you as sushi, right? That would be. Well, I haven't thought about that before, but now I won't sleep. But, like, for you can think of it. Days, you so you can cool. imagine. You can imagine. I could. I am now. Yes. Okay. Thank you. We'll have Jen put a little, actually, like. Yeah. <laughs> artist representation down in the in the bottom <laughs> oh right. yeah yeah right. hey jen if you uh if you connect right with luna there right there yeah he'll do that for sure he'll like that's thanks, funny jen. so you could do that and thanks steven appreciate it uh-huh <clears throat> actually my my real nightmare uh fish is gar oh absolutely oh absolutely uh, yeah as i say i'm not alone in that one because no. they they are terrifying looking fish and also they mm. hang out in table rock lake that's one of their favorite places i've which seen is them there many a time. place yeah you've seen the gar i, I have like at that. the bottom of the dam at the bottom of the dam there. They just chill uh, down there. Oh yeah, you're right. It's, the, uh, they're it's like true, they're, they're like there. they're like someone just started Fuck, a goddamn chainsaw and threw it in the lake and just let us swim it around. It is horrifying. Now mm -hmm. mostly they say the very bottom of Table Rock is what the pamphlets say. Until they hunger. Right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until they smell the sweet <laughs> sweet smell of human flesh. Uh -huh. um, if you haven't seen a gar, if you're not from Missouri like mm -hmm. we are, uh you just Google Gar mm -hmm. and uh and uh, God help you, I guess. Anyway, our, we have Patrick and I share a favorite lake, and it's full of gar. Oh man, <sighs> beautiful lake, beautiful lake. So anyway, so if you so grew up gar. eating, let's say gar, day oh, in and day out, oh. and you get to the ocean and you think to yourself, "Well, none of these, you know, none of these." You're like this is a little Nemo. Yeah. Oh, hi, little Nemo. These fish look like a pruning instrument. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're probably you're, you're probably pretty high on fish at that point. Also, I don't think that Table Rock Lake, as as much as I love Table Rock, I don't think that's that's not a good marinade. Oh, definitely not. No, that's that's Ozark. That's Ozark drug piss water. Cer yeah. <laughs> is what Cer that is. Yeah. yeah, it is a marinade. It's very much yeah, a marinade. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. it is soaking in for sure. The way like a gutter would be a marinade for something. Yeah, it's if you haven't read Winter's Bone, then you might not really understand what uh, <laughs> what these fish are marinating in Table Rock Lake. But um, <laughs> you don't want to eat it. Uh, okay, on to bullet point number two. So it's <laughs> of seven hundred and fourteen. <laughs> so so demand for the fish starts rolling in, and mm -hmm. the fishermen, the fishermen. This is great because they're like we got we do love selling fish, we do like making making that fish money, mm -hmm. but the problem with with people in the interior of the United States trying to get fish mm -hmm. from the coast in 1880 is it is not it's not good to ship those fish right because like the airplanes don't go very fast back then and ice hasn't yeah been I think they're yet. all gliders you all have, you have yeah. five. Five burly men who push a literal cardboard box that as, is open as fast as they can, as fast as they can across five states to reach <laughs> to reach Dodge City, Kansas, and their yeah. new sushi restaurant they just opened <laughs> called um, called Rivergar Sushi, and they're like, "Hang on, guys, I got something <laughs> a little sushi. bit better." Jesus Christ! <laughs> Ugh. So. 
So this fish isn't eat. brown. What is this? I don't know. <laughs> Let's try it. This doesn't taste like smoke. This is a strange thing. I don't know what to call this. What the fuck are these little white grains? This yeah. isn't wheat. <laughs> um. Uh. So when you ship fish, it smells bad because it rots. Because of the rotting is, of the fish. Because yeah. of the rotting. Because mm-hmm. of the, the rotting. Mainly. Anyway. Yeah. So... As the fishing industry and the tour, tourism industries are both growing simultaneously, mm-hmm. it becomes pretty important to find a new way to ship those little fishies. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, ice was invented. Yeah. Mm, I mean, probably yes. Yeah. Around this point, yes. Yeah. I've seen Meet Me in St. Louis, and mm-hmm. they had ice trucks, and that was that was time of the uh, this the world's nineteen oh four, right? Yes. So, but this, so my next note though is in nineteen oh two. Mm-hmm. So two years for the invention of ice, right? Yes, I think so. Uh, companies were like, "Well, there's nothing, nothing we can do will make it cold. So mm-hmm. what do we, what do we do?" And they start building canneries on Monterey Bay. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes, it's it good is idea. a good idea. Yep. Yeah, a lot easier and, to keep uh, the keep the cans cold. This makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. Because you know, cans transfer the that that cold the cold air a lot better than mm-hmm. um, I guess fish scales. I don't know. This this is all new to me. You're the engineer. I don't yeah, know. I, <laughs> I thought you would be able to fill in some gaps here, but uh, I was wrong, and that's fine. I'm still just imagining the like like the the canneries basically just having to fight with sea lions all day long, like the whole thing, <laughs> like half the job is just keeping the sea Get lions out of, out of the factory. Can. Get the <laughs> fuck out of the factory! <laughs> My God, I don't want to can you. Yeah, uh, and I thus, don't have a big can. And thus, can sea lion meat was uh, was born. Was born, and that's uh, that's the story. And that's how Silicon Valley started. They were like, "We can disrupt the uh, canning industry <laughs> by uh, canning sea lions." They're like, "You tech bros, you just reinvented spam again." No, <laughs> like, no, this is different. No, it's different. This is different. different. Just like when I invented the bus, this is totally different. Very different. So this is all going great, and um, and business is going well because people are like, "Oh, canned fish is great," and oh, mm-hmm. and. The the biggest fish crop, which is a weird way to talk about fish, but I guess it makes sense. We talk about uh, mm. corn could just be living its life yeah. and not be bothered, but we call it a crop. Mm-hmm. So yeah. corn is like the fish of Kansas. Yeah. Corn could also grow to the size of a school bus and eat you like sushi. So I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. I trust it. I don't think it would. I'm not sure. You know what? Yeah. I Hey, vegans, you're not immune to this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get off. You, you don't get yeah, off free. Here. It's time for you to feel some fear too. Um, so uh, sardines are the biggest, the biggest, uh, the biggest crop there. And so sardines famously mm-hmm. do really well in cans. They do. I have two cans upstairs right now. Do you really? I absolutely do. That's so gross. Oh my god! Do you want me, I'll turn off the camera and eat a couple. No, I yeah. don't. Oh, I might throw up. I don't. That's Hang so on. gross. No, the problem with sardines is they look very fish-like. No, stop it. <laughs> I think if you ate a sardine with that mm-hmm. zoomed-in camera, yeah. I would quit this podcast. That would be the end of season three right there. That would be, it would be the end of everything. It <laughs> would be the big cliffhanger. <laughs> Will Clayton come back for season four? I don't know. Spoiler alert. It's no. No. I would not. Nope. Um... All the trust that we've spent, uh, that we've built up over mm-hmm. these last several, uh, oh, gosh, it's only, oh, it's only been a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, that would all be gone for sure. I mean, it's got to get spent somewhere. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, 
But now the fact that uh, <laughs> I have learned that we might not be best friends, I, mm-hmm. um, it's really opened up a lot of new possibilities for me in terms of what you may or may not do on camera <laughs> to end this podcast. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, this is bullet four. So let's, mm-hmm. so sardines, sardines love cans. Mm-hmm. They love being canned. Yeah. They love going to the natural jump right in. Really? Yes. So they're doing that. So they start canning. So it's going great. And people inside the country are like, God, we love sardines. We didn't know that we needed sardines in our life until mm-hmm. now, which again is so gross, but, um, <laughs> but these idiots love it. And business is going really well. And then, sometime later, mm-hmm. World War One breaks. Out. Oh, is this bad for sardines, or is it what good? Do you, think? I, I, you know, I bet it's good for sardines. It's very good very, for sardines. Yeah. Yep. Because now we've got these big old wholesome American mouths overseas, mm-hmm. and they need some desperate for fish. Good American fish. Mm-hmm. And you can't just send them fish. Right. <laughs> you just be like, here's, here's a carp. Because <laughs> now they're real far away. Mm-hmm. So the canned fish industry, specifically the canned sardine industry, goes fucking crazy. Just blows up. So the already successful canning industry goes totally nuts. And uh, and our boys, the boys in green, just mm-hmm. love it. They just they just love, love that American fish. Mm-hmm. Um. So between 1916 and 1918, a whole, I mean, a lot of new canneries open in Monterey Bay. So hmm. there are already a few, a bunch of new open, including, here is a not uh, exhaustive list, Monterey Canning Company, Pacific Fish Company, Bayside Fish and Flower, which I think was uh, featured in uh, in um, uh, Saved by the Bell. Right. Uh, San Xavier flour, Canning. I'm sorry, flour as in like baking flour or flour as in like we're also putting flowers in the cans? Uh, baking flour, which baking flour. is weird because I, I mean, there are certainly farms in California, mm-hmm. but I don't, not on the coast. Right. But maybe then, yes. I maybe then, yes. I don't know. Anyway, flour, yes. F-O-F-L-O-U-R. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. So I'm going to start again because you've interrupted me. Mm-hmm. Monterey Canning Company, Pacific Fish Company, Bayside Fish and Flour, San Xavier Canning Company, California Fishers Company, uh, Pacific Packers slash Great Western Sardine Company is just a few. Mm. Oh, and Hovden Hov, Cannery. Mm. Did they say it three times like that? or Hovden, Hovden, Hovden. It's, uh, it's like a law firm. <laughs> Hovden Cannery, which was built by a Norwegian, quote, fisherman and innovator. <laughs> whose name was Newt Hoften. Now, Hoften was a leading innovator in canning technology. Okay. What does that mean in 1918? No idea. Our fish are least susceptible to the spoils. I like that he's Russian also. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, You've you've heard of, uh, of Sardine Key? Key that uh, you turn can yeah. and open. You have not? Oh, I know, because I just invented invent, it. Yes. Yes. yes, I invent. So he's good. Mm. <laughs> Which is not <laughs> at all how Norwegian stock. <laughs> but anyway, very quickly, this part of Monterey Bay becomes known as Cannery Row. I've heard of that. I've heard of it now. Yes. Okay, now yes, we're getting back to the things that I know. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what do you know about Cannery Row? Go ahead. Is that, oh... 
Is that, oh, is that I can s- tell you're thinking. Is that a Salinger thing? Oh, God, you're so close. Oh. All right. All right. Well, just we will okay. talk about that. Okay. You're so close. Okay. I, I'll give you points because you're, in a way, you're not at all close, but in a way, you're very close. Okay. So, uh, I'll take the second one. Just, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. <laughs> so, uh, so now you have all these immigrants who mm-hmm. are working before sunrise till after sundown. Yeah. Um, putting Squeezing all sardines fish, into little cans. All these cans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the working conditions so are hungry. pretty yeah. good. Ugh, not so great. Gross, man. They're not good. Mm-hmm. Not good. Um, people died a lot. Yeah. And those people. Lots got, of. Yeah. From excess. Yeah. From squeezing. Right. Yeah, they were like, no, I'm not a fish. Don't put me in can. No. Ah. <laughs> oh, no. Don't put the rest of me in other little cans. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my finger. No. Oh, my other finger. Oh, my fourth. Oh, no, my and fifth. Finger. And sixth. That's, okay, fine. It's a lot of my fingers are in the cans okay, now. Okay, yes. Oh, That's no, fine. my toe. No. No, my not second starting toe. down here. <laughs> Yeah, I think that happened a lot. Yeah. And, and just um, excruciatingly long. Just days. Yes. Days. <laughs> days of jokes. Of slowly happen. packing Norwegians into cans against their will. Uh, of, just, str- of slowly packing Russian-speaking yeah. Norwegians into their cans. <laughs> it was a real scene. Uh, so people are dying a lot because the conditions are so bad. Mm-hmm. It's very unsafe. This is before unions. Mm-hmm. Now, later in 1945, the author John Steinbeck mm. would write a book called Steinbeck. Cannery Row. Damn it. Steinbeck. I knew words. it was one of the two. Yes. You He's knew the, it started with an S. You I knew it started with an S, though. <laughs> I knew it was an S, and I knew yeah. it was a famous guy. A famous S. A famous S author guy. Yes. So, so I mean, how many of those can there be? I think just the two. two. Yeah. I so, think too. I think too. Feeling pretty good. Uh, so, so yeah. So Steinbeck writes Cannery Row about life working at the canneries and conditions are pretty bad. Um, here's one example of that. Now, on and this is not this is not necessarily the best example of like how bad it was inside the mm-hmm. canneries, but it's a good example of um, just general terribleness uh, in the industry. So on September fourteenth, nineteen twenty four, lightning struck a petroleum oil tank farm. Mm-hmm. Near the water. You okay? Getting better. <laughs> okay. So these petroleum tanks exploded mm-hmm. and, quote, a river of flaming oil destroyed two canneries. Two. Okay. That's yeah. either, either a lot of oil or two pretty small canneries, but yeah. It's a lot of oil. I'll, I'll, you know what? <laughs> Give me a second. You'll be the judge. Uh, so... <laughs> Because there were so many workers packed inside with no easy exit, um, it's not good. It's yeah. not good. And I couldn't find the death toll. No one is talking about how many people died in this. Right. Thing. Actually, the only there was. Oh, yeah, I did find one. Mm-hmm. So this is what it's like sometimes to look up things from uh, the early 20th century mm-hmm. in America when it comes to uh, immigrants dying. Mm-hmm. Is that there are I could find no information about how many how many immigrants working in the factories died. I did find though a source that said two soldiers died fighting the fire. <laughs> two soldiers certainly is regrettable. Um, however, <laughs> however, <laughs> you know, uh, anyway, but it's an insane <laughs> fire. So it's <laughs> a sort of answer your question over 55,000 gallons of crude oil. Mm-hmm. 
and 600,000 gallons of gasoline burned up in this file, Ooh. as well as kerosene tanks. <laughs> so it's a pretty big fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bad. It I is mean, the, I, it's the biggest fire in, uh, in history. So, yes. I'm yeah. trying to think of specifically what history, uh, if it's like California history or mm, gasoline oil history. history yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> this is, and I don't think, it, I think it's probably all of the above. This is the biggest gasoline fuck up we've had. I'll be honest. Yeah. We, it's it's <laughs> yeah. dangerous stuff. We knew that, but we, we stopped doing we it. We didn't way. know it would be like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that happens, but things are, things keep a booming on Cannery Row. Mm hmm. Even through the Depression, they received permits then to turn edible sardines into fertilizer and fish meal. Mm, okay. So the Depression happens. People are obviously not buying canned fish. Um, <laughs> so people but, are starving to death, and they take the food, and they make sure that the fish have enough food. Yeah, you do want to fi- feed yeah. your fish. That, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, otherwise, also, you're going to run out of more fish. So that makes sense. That's right. So... That's going to be a theme that we see replayed here in a second. Uh, one totally wild set. They turn two-thirds of a billion sardines into fertilizer every year during the Depression. Two-thirds. Two-thirds of a billion sardines <laughs> per year. Yeah. They just grind into fertilizer. That's like one Shohei Otani of sardines <laughs> every year. What a fucking contract! Oh my what god, are the Dodgers thinking? Mm-hmm. This is the this is the this is this is the math of a team that has gotten so close to the World <laughs> Series for like several years in a row. <laughs> They're like, this is, fuck it. We're, it's <laughs> def- we're doing, yeah, yeah. This is definitely like divorce dad energy signing contracts right now. Like absolutely. Oh, oh I see. And if I just drain my 401k to buy this Lamborghini, I wouldn't be cooler. Oh, weird. Because I did. <laughs> um, so anyway. The fact that he's deferring most of it yeah. now is, you were right. The Bobby Bonilla thing is going to be nothing in a few years compared to this. It's amazing. Uh, uh, but yes. So it's basically that. Turning the fertilizer. And again, like... There are a lot of things that make fertilizer. They don't need more fertilizer. Mm. They just don't want to go out of business. I mean, there's so many poor people dying on the streets that you can just grind their bones into fertilizer and just. That's right. That's I right. Mean, and that's it's the depression super organic. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is happening. So they're just they're they're just doing so many so many fish into fertilizer, and then um, then the 40s come around, mm-hmm. and World War II starts. The Roaring 40s. The roaring 40s for the fish industry because, once again, mm-hmm. our boys overseas need American fish. Mm-hmm. And so Cannery Row is back, baby. <laughs> and they expand even more. Even more canneries start to open on the backs of uh, World War II. Now, this turns out to be short-sighted because within five years of that expansion, the entire canning industry dies in Monterey. Because they have taken literally all of the sardines out of the ocean. Ooh. <laughs> At least out of that part of the ocean. There are no more sardines left. Mm. Um, we are so stupid. This is so, yeah. like, <sighs> so say, 
a few years earlier, they were grinding, again, two-thirds of a billion sardines every year into fucking dust for fertilizer. And they're like, oh, no, <laughs> we ran out of sardines. We just thought they would be here forever. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> you know what they say. On to the next resource we can deplete. You know what they say. It's more fish in the ocean. <laughs> Well, they do say that. And then some of the canneries did pivot to canning other things, including other fish. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> which where that so, saying yes, came right. from, honestly, it's probably, is. I think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Was that in Steinbeck's novel? It probably was. Yeah. yeah it was this character who was fucking fish. And they were like, don't worry that sardines are all gone. I know you love to fuck sardines, but, um, to the tune of, of to the there. tune of 700 million sardines a year. <laughs> but eventually, there's tuna. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> so one of the canneries that survived for a while was the Hofden, Hofden, Hofden mm-hmm. cannery. Hofden and Hofden and Hofden cannery. Um, it lasted until 1973. Hmm. It finally closed its doors because of the full collapse of the entire area's <laughs> fish population. Capitalism did its thing. Mm-hmm. Lots of people made money, and the planet died a lot. <laughs> and uh, and we, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's a and, thing that we keep. And doing. unfortunately, the delicious part of the planet. I think that's what's really lost in all this. Is yeah, you know, this wasn't some like you know endangered bug on the other side of the earth. This was a delicious resource. Yeah, and we fucked we it up. Yeah, yeah. We're really living with the sins of our ancestors, for mm-hmm. sure. Now, everyone in Monterey at this point is like, well, it, we killed, we did kill all the fish. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what do we, what if we, hey, hey, everyone, what if we just like, I don't know, here's a lark. What if we tried the opposite of that? Hmm. And so the people of Monterey Bay begin the very long process of converting the old Hofton Cannery building into... An aquarium. Oh, okay. And then you eat the fish out of the aquarium. Yes, exactly. Okay, that's you, true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's homegrown, homegrown fish. Uh, I gotta say, we were. <laughs> go ahead. No, no. We uh, so Aaron and I took the girls to uh, to, to to L.A. for uh, for Thanksgiving to see her family, and we went to an aquarium. Went to the uh, to one of the aquariums there, and. While we were there, we went to we got lunch because you got to have lunch, and sure. I ordered I ordered the fish tacos because it seemed like the best thing on the menu. But I thought this feels so I feel, this is so uncomfortable. Like what? They're all looking at me. While <laughs> Their I'm, friends are yeah. all around me. <laughs> so, did these fish come from this place? Yeah. it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be so funny uh, if you were sitting there like, oh, the fish tacos. The waiter's like, oh, okay. He looks around the room, and which. <laughs> Which uh, which version of Dory would you like in your yeah. taco? Here, here they are swimming yeah. happily. Pick pick a Dory. Yeah, these two are actually these two actually sing very beautifully, but the one on the left, <laughs> not quite as good. Uh, so of yeah. course I picked that one. I don't, you mm. know what are you going to do? I'm going to preserve art. <laughs> I teach at an arts college. <laughs> um. So anyway, so they turn they turn the the cannery building into an aquarium. It's a pretty crazy feat. So if this were an architectural podcast, we could talk about this for a long time but um obviously it's not very much not uh here's what i'll say they they wanted the architects did they were like we should retain the cannery 
ness like uh, yeah, <laughs> of this. Yeah, you know, all the severed fingers and the yeah, all yes. that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. We want we want those. Don't don't pick those up <laughs> off the floor. Leave leave those there. It's all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which uh, so this meant building around the abandoned cannery instead of demolishing it and starting from scratch. Which I think was actually a pretty extraordinary thing for the seventies. I don't, I don't think that was a very common mm-hmm. practice. Yeah. Um, so it's true. And apparently it's a pretty extraordinary building. I've not been there, but, um, they did manage to keep the original boiler room. They kept mm. the warehouse. Um, they kept some other tanks and things. And if you look at the photos for the, what is now known as the Monterey Bay aquarium, it looks like an old cannery building. Like they, okay. they built the new, new things to look like a, it's, it's really cool. Hmm. Um, half of the aquarium sticks out over the water. So they had to put in footings during low tide in the middle of the night. Oh, wow. So it was a whole thing. It was a real, <laughs> yeah. real labor of love. Yeah. Like shed kind of in, in St. Louis, the, or <coughs> nothing in Chicago, the, uh, <laughs> the shed aquarium kind of like sticks out over Lake Michigan. So the big, yeah, yeah. like viewing area with the belugas and, and the otters and all that kind of stuff. You kind of just yes. looking at in that panorama over yeah, Lake Michigan. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and the Monterey Bay Aquarium then opens finally on October 20th, 1984. How many years is it under construction? Uh, quite a few. Mm-hmm. All, uh, I didn't write that down, but it's, yeah. it's about 10. Wow. Goodness gracious. Maybe like seven. Mm-hmm. Seven-ish. Still seven. a lot. Takes a long time. I would have lost interest. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. I mean, that's why I didn't call you. <laughs> Hello, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I build an aquarium. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. We're starting to think based does, on this phone call. Maybe you're not the right person. Does it take more than three months of my attention span? Oh, maybe. I don't know I if I'm interested. <laughs> Can I draw crayons? It? Can I draw it with crayons? I don't know words. <clears throat> uh, so it's a large, when it opens, it's the largest public aquarium in the U.S. Hmm. And the aquarium slogan <laughs> on opening day, which I really, truly love, was, hmm. quote, the fish are back. Now, is the aquarium at this point, is it just 100% sardines? Because that would really be the funniest end to this entire thing. Every single tank, dozens it, of sardines. Here's what I'll say. It's not. However, there is a gigantic fucking sardine. Uh, what do they call it? A cylinder? I don't know. There's a, we'll talk about it later, but... There is a big, like the central section mm-hmm. of, of the aquarium is a giant sardine <laughs> tank. Giant sardine. Um, by 1994, it was the most attended aquarium in the United States. Wow. Whew. It has won multiple architectural and preservation awards. Hmm. Uh, and honestly, I the only problem with this building, if I had to pick a problem, if mm-hmm. I had to say like, and I, I, I don't think I would, but if I had to, mm-hmm. besides pick one problem with the building, besides the fish, right? Uh, which is why every aquarium should be set on fire, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, if I had to pick a problem, it would just be that this aquarium is haunted as fuck. Mm. <clears throat> and before we get into that, what? Good for us, though. Sort of, yeah. In that we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Not in the fact that I have to think about fish a lot mm-hmm. during this episode. But fish ghosts, which sounds really scary. It's not good. <laughs> Just the idea that I could be haunted in the afterlife by fish is horrifying. Um, before we talk about the hauntings, though, I gotta say, this week, once again, we are sponsored by Smart Labels. Uh, it's almost Christmas, as uh, as you know, Pat. 
and uh, or just a few days away here. And now as the, uh, as the listener flies and soon you're all going to be, look, you're not thinking about it now, but soon you're going to be thinking about what do I do with these decorations? They got to come down. And one of the biggest problems with that is when you do that, you think, God, how am I going to find these things in 362 days or whatever? Uh, and we have an answer for you, and it's Smart Labels. So Smart, this year, listen, do mm-hmm. yourself a huge favor, folks. Do yourself a favor, please. Just just help yourself out. This is, here's the problem with taking down decorations for Christmas. Mm. You take them down, and you stuff them in boxes, and you think, finding these things, that's a future Clayton problem. <laughs> like I so many big, things. Yes. Not going to worry about it right now. Like so many things in my daily mm-hmm. life, I think this is a future Clayton problem. <clears throat> but then eventually mm-hmm. present Clayton becomes future Clayton. And then it's present Clayton's problem. And that is, I get so mad at past Clayton. So I'm like, come on, man, you could have done better. And, uh, and now this year I finally have an opportunity to do better. And so do you. So does mm-hmm. Patrick. So does everyone mm-hmm. can all be nicer to your future selves mm-hmm. by getting some smart labels. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. Go to Amazon. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you want to say, Pat? Go no, ahead. I mean, Pop off, Pat. Be be kind to future listener. Like current listener, I know. You don't have a lot of respect for yourself. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> okay. But have some respect for future listener. Interesting, interesting. I think future listener. <laughs> especially, but go on. I think, <laughs> I think future listener really deserves um, a little bit of kindness. And that's, and that's, oh, yes. that's, that's really what you're doing here. Is you are you're, you're you're making life easier for future listener. That's true. That's true. What Smart Labels is doing is selling you kindness to your future self, mm-hmm. and it's so. I mean, especially in light of like that gift, God, it's so cheap. Like, what a deal! Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. You can go to Amazon. You can search Smart Labels, and you can buy your own Smart Labels. They will come to your door. As we talked about last time, Jeff Bezos probably won't deliver them with his weird laugh. And you will get these color-coded QR codes that you can put on your boxes. And you can say, okay, you know what? This year, this box, just Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. Put all your lights in there. And mm-hmm. then you close it up and you put the label on it. And mm-hmm. then you take your, your phone with the app and you yeah. scan it. And you're like, this is the Christmas light box. Easy. It, then you go hide it It's so easy. Yeah. Yeah, and then you hide it. And then you don't care because then you can always find it later. Yeah. It's so good. And you're like, here are the decorations that the kids love because they make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. And that if I hear one more Christmas, <laughs> I will throw myself out a window. <clears throat> and I don't want to lose this box in case it becomes important for mm-hmm. uh, leverage reasons right. to someday produce these things. <laughs> Just but in case do... the kids therapist has a bunch of weird <laughs> demands about how I threw away these toys. It's like, no, yeah. I'm going to get out my, my, my smart label. I'm going to say, no, I did not. Even though the smart label is clearly labeled garbage. It did not actually get thrown away. And that's I right. I can produce it. Yeah. And that's a gift to your future self, too, mm-hmm. in so many ways. So, uh, so please, so go. This is the time. This is the time. Christmas is almost here, and God love it. But uh, that means it's almost over. And that means you're going to spend some time putting stuff away. Do yourself a big old favor. Go to Amazon, search for smart labels, buy yourself a pack of smart labels, download the app, get it going. Put them away, take pictures of what's in boxes, uh, label your boxes, tell yourself in, via the app where the boxes are going. Like it's, it's just, God, I can't, I can't tell you how much next year's you will thank you. And, um, and uh, much like, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan movie, we're here to tell you that next year's version of you loves it. And next year's version of you 
I don't want to say they're going to go find a way to go back in time to to strangle you to mm-hmm. to literal death if but you don't do it. But they could. They could, they could. absolutely. That's could. what we're that's that's what we're saying. They could. So avoid that. Obviously. Thank you to Smart Labels. All right, now Patrick, as we transition back from the ads, will you please mm-hmm. read some of uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Hundred Acre Wood? So Eeyore arose one morning and looked about his surroundings and thought, no one's within earshot. I can probably say all of my big cusses now if I wanted to. <laughs> okay. I don't, that's weird. I don't remember that part of the book, but yeah, but you're right. We are back now. Uh, this is a ghost. So let's pick it back up. Um, where are we? Okay. So much of the very old building, where so many people died is Mm -hmm. still intact as part of the aquarium. And, uh, this is almost certainly, I think it is, I I think it's safe to say yes, for sure. The most haunted building we have yet covered. Certainly the most haunted former cannery current aquarium we've ever encountered. Without question. Yeah. Yes. Top three. Easily. Yeah. All those other ones were like, not so impressive. Yeah. This one. Yeah. So buckle up. So secure. Okay. So here, here, here we go. (laughs) Um, security guards during the graveyard shift have reported many, many odd things. Mm-hmm. One of the most common reported, uh, is the sighting of a woman in a black gown who haunts the open sea wing. She, what there's a, I don't know. There's a wing. It's called the open sea wing. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it's it shows like fish from the open sea that they have said, you no longer live in the open sea. <laughs> you live <laughs> no in this li- box. <laughs> You live in a 15-gallon box with a placard on the outside of it. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. tough. It's tough. uh, (laughs) Now, mind you, that fish doesn't live with the constant crippling anxiety of being eaten in one gulp by a shark, but... That's much better. Yeah, but the trade-off is uh, it's a... It's substantial. It's 16 hours a day of having the glass tapped on by a pudgy kid (laughs) looks like he's from a Pixar movie, so... Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, so... Uh, so there's a woman in black who, who haunts the wing. She's been seen on security cameras late at night. Really? Long after the aquarium is closed. Yes, indeed. Now, one night a monitor in the security office caught her standing under the, uh, the anchovy roundabout. Oh, sorry. It's not sardines. It's the anchovy roundabout. (laughs) (laughs) Again, no less delicious. Honestly, no less delicious here. No better delicious. Uh, is the saying, and so in <laughs> on the security footage, she turns and leaves, mm-hmm. and then she's picked up on a second camera, walking past the open sea exhibit. Hmm. So security officers are like, "This is closed. This woman in this old black dress cannot be here." Mm-hmm. So they go to investigate, and they find nothing. They search the entire aquarium. Mm-hmm. There's no one there. That's a ghost. Sure, yeah. Uh, and I, I assume okay. they, they recorded the video and submitted it to police and all that kind of stuff? Or uh, Here's what I'll say. I don't want to spoil <laughs> anything, but <laughs> I, uh, I did not find mm-hmm. a video of this incident. Right, sure. But actually, you know what? I'm glad you said that because what I did do, I have a note here, can mm-hmm. show Disney footage if Patrick <laughs> is a dick. <laughs> and I'm so glad I did that. So I mean, on, honestly... How hard, how hard is it to just like take the tapes from that night and be like, oh, hey, just so everybody knows, paranormal event on 
VHS. We that's not good up. marketing. Oh, I think it's very good marketing. Everybody well, want to show up. I mean, just like I would love it. Two drunk sure, security but- guards who are trying not to get in trouble for, you know, vaping on the job. I don't really think they. <laughs> hmm. What I will show you. I don't have mm-hmm. a video of that, but I do have a video you of a, a similar video? thing mm-hmm. happening at Disneyland. Yes, and I want to show mm-hmm. it to you now. So, at Disneyland. Disneyland. You've been mm. to Disneyland, right? I do. It's not really close to our subject, though. I will I will note. Uh, well, it's in California. It is. It's Cali- actually, actually, Anaheim is very close uh, in terms of, well, it's pretty far, actually, yeah, still. It's, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's much closer than we are. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yeah. So. In much the same way that the moon is very far from us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. All right. You can see this, right? I can see a very abstract image yeah yes. i'm gonna play this video so oh, video. what you're okay. gonna watch is a video of a ghost moving across various security cameras mm-hmm. at disneyland at disneyland from haunted mansion yeah just to show you like what it might be like to watch the woman in black okay sure okay well, this is now okay oh it's gonna settle in a second okay will it my god i guess not what <laughs> calm down camera what is going on Okay, so you see this. I do see this, yes. There's this little thing walking. That's a person. That is a person a walking. See that? See that thing? I... Okay. Now look here. It's in this camera. Uh-huh. Goes through the gates. There right. it goes. Look at that. Wow. And now it's going to go, wait, wait, wait. There's more. Uh-huh. And you're like, where is it? I don't see it. Just wait, because it's going to show up here pretty soon. Wait for it. Wait for mm. it. Wow. There it is. Pretty wild. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. thing, what is it? You can't explain. It's a ghost. Sure. It's a ghost. Yeah. What else could it be? Still at Disneyland, though. Still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. This is not. A yeah. few zip codes down from Monterey Bay. I'm just I suggesting mean, to you through visual evidence <clears throat> that this sort of thing happens all the time. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what it was like. <laughs> what was it? What, hang on. Hang on. What, what, what was the next video on there? Were you on like uh, Instagram this, well, Reels? This video, <laughs> this video is five Disneyland ghosts caught on video, and this might be a whole episode to itself. So I don't want to. As long as we can do the we'll as, as long as we can do the firewood splitting episode afterwards, that's all I really care about. <laughs> I don't. It's so dangerous. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, but yeah. So anyway, so that was mm-hmm. why. What was the point there? Oh yeah. So I it, really it, don't it just happens sometimes that ghosts are caught on. <laughs> so the woman in black is no different. Anyway, uh, one night, a security officer at the aquarium was doing nighttime rounds when he walked mm-hmm. through the gallery that's adjacent to the open sea exhibit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he passed a woman in a black gown sitting on a bench a few feet away. Mm-hmm. Did she nodded uh-huh. at him. Right. As he was like, did he shoot her? What is, I mean, like. Well, for, he was just yeah. like, and I, he's just like, do, 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 hello. So he's not thinking. <laughs> he says hello. And he keeps walking. Do, 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 do. But after a few steps, he's like. Yeah. Wait a minute. We're closed. <laughs> yeah. Like a very wily coyote reaction to this <laughs> yes. woman being in the aquarium. Sure. Yeah. So he turns back, and the woman is gone. Ah, it's a shame. I don't think it is. I think that's best case scenario. I don't think. I don't think you want to confront a ghost. I she, don't think so. She can probably tase a ghost. I'm sure she. I don't think that's right. I think. I think you could. I really do. Okay. I don't think so. I think there's just enough corporeal left in there that you could probably tase. <laughs> It's susceptible to electrons yeah. <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> uh, there's also an employee there named Kevin Wright. Mm-hmm. 
who was a security manager. Now he's now the manager of interpretive programs because I looked on LinkedIn. He's still, he's a real human. Interpretive programs. Okay. Yep. Uh, yep. And he, but he used to be security manager. Right. <laughs> uh, and when he would walk on his rounds, he used to flip his keys around in his fingers. So they would jingle. Right. You know, just like spin, boop, boop, which sure. is what I would do when I would walk. Certainly. Yeah. Should um, to do. <laughs> Why not? <yeah>. <laughs> Now, he would do this so people, like other security guards, like if they heard him coming, like if they heard it, they would know like, oh. Yeah, don't shoot me. There's a person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Don't don't tase me, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, but I also think if you're looking, if your job is to like make sure there's no criminals in the space, I don't know if letting them know that you're coming is a good strategy. Mm, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a Barney fight. It is a good. Yeah. Yeah, but it's but Barney Fife lived. He he survived the entire. Andy <laughs> Barney Fife didn't get no holes put in him. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and that's can't say that for everyone. And in uh, <laughs> Mayberry, so that's pretty good. Anyway, so one night Kevin is walking around, flipping his keys, and he crosses. There's a bridge between the ocean's edge section and the open sea section. Mm-hmm. He's crossing this bridge, and as he's reaching the open sea area, he hears the bridge creak behind him. He turns back. Mm. There's no one there. Mm-hmm. So he stops jingling his keys and he listens, doesn't hear anything. So he keeps walking. As he's walking, he then hears the sound of footsteps behind him and he hears someone else's keys jingling <sighs> from the bridge. So he turns around again, but there's no one on the bridge. Mm-hmm. So he calls out, how's it going? Thinking it's another security officer. Mm-hmm. There's no answer, but the jingling does stop. So Kevin's freaking out a little bit, but he's mm-hmm. not because he thinks it's a ghost, but because he thinks like someone's fucking with me. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine like night security, a big, big chunk of that job is fucking with the other night security. That's like, gotta be the, per- <laughs> like, that's the reason you do that job. <laughs> for sure. I can like, there, there is, there is an absolute <laughs> legendary eight season sitcom of you and I being night security guards at an aquarium. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Correct. And uh hey Hollywood, if you're listening, mm-hmm. the writer strike is over. We're available. We will <laughs> we'll put that into play for sure. So so he heads back into the open sea exhibit and he's flipping his keys again, uh, and just going along the thing. And he rounds a corner, and then from right behind him, he hears the other keys jingling, like Ooh. right behind his mm-hmm. back. So he screams and he jumps, he spins around. There's no one there. Ooh. So he calls the security office and he asks, who else is on the night crew right now? Like, who else is out here mm. certain, you know, walking, walking the, because someone's fucking with me. Mm. And the security office tells him the night crew is all gone. He is the only person left in the building. And then he says, who's replying to this message? <laughs> Sorry, the security <laughs> office is off site. I should have, okay. I guess I should have mentioned that. Uh, uh, so he's alone in the building. <clears throat> A different night, Kevin is crossing the same bridge mm-hmm. over to the open sea exhibit. He comes back he to. See, I'm sorry. He comes back to work after this. Again, he's still working there. Go to LinkedIn. This man is still there. Oh, he still works man. there. I, he's. I mean, yeah. That dude must need a job. Like doing hard, God's work. Very. Hard. He must be a felon. Yeah. <laughs> <He's>, yeah. <laughs> With these tattoos, I don't give a fuck about ghosts. I can't get any <laughs> other work but this. <laughs> I put the Chucky doll tattoo on my face. That yeah. in hindsight, yeah. that was a mistake. But uh, <laughs> but I I love working the night shift here. Please don't fire me. 
And so a different night, Kevin is crossing, he's crossing the same bridge and he sees someone else walking into the open sea exhibit on the other side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Now the silhouette is familiar to him. It's this tall, lanky guy. Um, Who often another, walks into the open sea exhibit well, it's to a, like it's a, canoodle yeah. and such. <laughs> hey, I'm here for the artists. Like we both know <laughs> they don't mind. <laughs> I tell them, if you don't like this, just say so, yeah. and they never do so. Uh, no, so it's a fellow security officer <laughs> um, whose name is Essex, which I assume is his last yep. name because that's a wild first name. But it's a tall man with a distinctive walk, and so this he, he sees him walk in. Mm. And so Kevin watches him in there, and uh, he's watching Essex, and he's like, okay, and he's just doing rounds. Mm-hmm. But then he sees Essex stop inside the sardine roundabout area, mm. And Essex then lays down on the floor and puts his head down as if to take a nap. I mean, night crew, it's not the hard work. I'd be. It's what I would most, do. Yeah. Most of we did that at Blockbuster, I think, yeah. every night. And we closed it like midnight. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so there's two of you there, right? One of you sleeps. The other one patrols for yeah. The other one steals hour. money out of the cash <laughs> register. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so he watched, he sees Essex fall asleep on the floor, and it's weird. So Kevin's like, so Kevin calls out to him. He says, "Hey, Essex, you taking a nap?" And then from a few feet behind him, Essex says, "What do you mean?" Scares the bejesus out of Kevin. He spins mm-hmm. around, and there's Essex, and he's like, "What the fuck?" So he turns back to the sleeping man, uh, and that man has now vanished. He's mm-hmm. gone. So once again, Kevin calls security control to see who is who's out walking besides mm-hmm. him and Essex. And the control room says, it's just you two. There's no one else in the muse- museum tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, Kevin tells Essex what happened. Essex says, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I quote, quit. Yeah, quote, I'm, I'm going to learn to code. Come on. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to make electric cars. And uh, that's let's see yes so another officer swore he repeatedly heard the sounds of children laughing and running in the basement terrifying after dark Hmm. uh, on the midnight round now i mentioned before the old boilers are still there Mm -hmm. the building they're these huge two-story fucking monstrosities that are stationed right next to the entrance and i have a photo for you Hmm. which i think you'll enjoy i love a good boiler pick Oh, you man. love a boiler pick. I, if I there's do. one thing I know about you, Big boiler you do pick. love a boiler pick. Do you have pick. a steamer pick, by the way? Or uh, <laughs> I do, but that's uh, that's for our OnlyFans. That's fine. <clears throat> this is a picture of one of the boilers. So there's several of these guys. Yeah. Um, it's a good-looking boiler. It really is. It's a good boiler. It's I a can, brick boiler. I can see myself in that boiler. Okay. Well, that's not what I was expecting to hear, and I don't know how to respond. <laughs> <clears throat> One thing you'll notice, so obviously, like, these are very tall boilers. Mm-hmm. Now, there is, like, a framework here for human people to stand. But please notice this yeah. little balcony here. There's no stairs going up to it. It's not a. It's not an easy place to get to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, keep that in mind for... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a Juliet balcony for, uh, for boilers. Yes. If yeah. you were inside the boiler and then opened your doors and were like, ugh, oh. just need some air. <laughs> it's so hot in there. I'm done with this schwitz. Totally. I'm ready. <laughs> yes. That's right. So, uh, so two different employees have had ghost encounters at the boilers. One night, Kristen Molly, a senior public program specialist, was helping set up for a sleepover event with some teenage volunteers. 
uh, and they were sleeping in this boiler room mm-hmm. area. And the kids started talking about ghosts because they'd heard the ghost stories of, of the aquarium. Mm-hmm. And Kristen was like, well, I mean, don't worry. I've never seen a ghost here. I've been here a long time. I've never seen mm-hmm. a ghost. Like nothing strange has ever happened. Certainly not in the boiler room. Like you're fine. Yeah. Ghosts terrified of boilers classically. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Those send you straight to hell yeah. and ghosts know that <laughs> it's a ghost rule. But later that evening during the sleepover, Kristen at one point looks up and notices one of the big metal doors on the front of the boiler is open. Mm. No, you've seen the door. They're sizable doors. They're heavy fucking doors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Boiler doors. Yeah. She probably, oh, I bet there's like kids necking in there. You know. Yeah. Neck. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sure that's what they're doing. Yeah, sure. Necking. Yeah. Mm. Necking is what they call it, I think. Mm. Um, so. They're also really difficult to get to. Not impossible sure. to get to. Right. But yeah. difficult to get to. Mm. Hard to open, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the kids are accounted for. Oh, so no neckers. Because they okay. do think, like, yeah. there might be necking going on in there. Sure, yeah. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah. Head count. Who's necking? Yeah. No one's necking. No one's necking. Right. No one's necking. <laughs> so uh, this became an episode of the Waltons, and I, that's great. Uh, <laughs> so Kristen had never seen the door open before either. So she, but she rationalizes it to herself. She says, you know, it's not a huge deal. Like, you know, I'm yeah. sure it just is open sometimes. Maybe it was always open. Yeah. Just never noticed it. Uh, so a few days later, she's working another sleepover, and now there are some security guards there with her, and she's chatting mm. with them, and they notice the same door is still open. Mm. Okay. And so she tells the guards, like, it's so funny. I never noticed that we had that one open before, but I guess that's mm. just how it is. And the guards are like, absolutely not. We The boiler doors, they don't open. Like, we do not open them. No one opens them. Like, they mm. should be closed. Like, we don't know why that one's open. Hmm. Uh, an hour later, she's walking around, and she looks up, and the door, which was ajar, is now all the way swung open. Oh. And again, they have been watching the kids. Like, these are teenagers that sleep over. Like, right. they're keeping a fucking eye on them. Yeah. No one has gone up there. Now the door is all the way open. She asked the guards, like, if one of them is, you know, mm-hmm. a very funny joke. Yeah. And they say no, and they're also very alarmed. Yeah. Like, we do um, all of our necking over in the otter exhibit. We don't do any of our necking <laughs> over here. So We get turned on by the sea lions. I don't know, like normal people. So we don't do it here. Have you ever seen a sea lion canned? <laughs> oh, God, oh, I got to change my pants. That's too much. Oh, that's no. That's too much. Night shift is turning into day shift. I told you never to say that again. <laughs> you know what happens. Um, anyway, so they don't like that that is open. Anyway, so <laughs> not long after this, Digital Engagement Associate, his name is uh, Rachel Wong, mm-hmm. she's setting up for the Halloween dance party for members. Oh. Which, again, is a boiler area. Mm-hmm. Boiler, air, boiler, boiler mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Now, she's carrying some stuff over to a table. When she looks up, she sees a man standing on one of the second story landings of one of the boilers, mm, the Juliet balcony. Get down, dude. You know, can't be up there. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's no one else in the museum at this point. Mm. So that's surprising to her. Right. Uh, also, he's wearing a turn of the century cap and overalls. Hmm. And so she's like, what the fuck? So she like turns to put her stuff down on the table so you can give him a proper, proper you know, talking like these to eccentric fucking hipsters breaking in here. I <laughs> fucking oh, God, goddamn engineers hipsters. caps. <laughs> Want to learn about yeah, you know, learn about steam power, whatever the fuck they're doing nowadays. Go naked in the boilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, it's a TikTok challenge of necking in the boilers. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. <laughs> so she puts down her, her things and she turns back up mm-hmm. and he's gone. Completely vanished. Mm-hmm. Um, one employee who was working once at the entrance to the museum uh, was looking down at her computer, typing, going, as you do when you when you are at a computer. Right. A man walks up, puts his hand down on the desk uh, on the other side, you know, Mm -hmm. just plants a hand. Mm -hmm. Normal thing for a person to do. Yeah. So she's like. People do uh, at my desk all day long. I'm at my desk. I'm typing. Put a hand. Somebody walks in and put their hand. And they're like. Right in front of my desk. And I'm like. Is this "Uh bothering you? And they're like. Is this bothering you? Yeah. (laughs) Do you you hate this? Uh, I'm not touching you. (laughs) not touching you. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, this is great. (laughs) I crave interaction, so I I do love this. Thank you, thank you for coming by. Can you please just touch my fingernails? That's all. I want. Just, <laughs> just don't ask why. Just please, please, one at a time, and then leave. <laughs> if you could like scrape them, that would be God. I'd love that. Please yeah. do. No, co- no, the cover will stay on though. So. Hey, are you okay? <laughs> Getting better by the moment. Honestly, I know I'm not your best friend, but yeah. like I should ask. Are you okay? No. It's <laughs> the best friend thing to ask, though. It really is. So, yeah, I'm I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to climb that ladder. So, <laughs> so she's at her computer. A guy mm-hmm. puts his hand on the desk and is like tapping his fingers. She's like, "All right, one second. Now mm-hmm. the man moves his hand closer and closer, which is so annoying. Yeah, like it's like, yeah, I fucking yeah, I get it, dude. Yeah. You're here. I understand. So she's annoyed. She can now see him up to the elbow, like in her periphery. She can see his his arm mm. up to the elbow. He's wearing this like yellow plaid shirt, mm. and she's so annoyed. So she takes a few extra seconds of typing. Mm-hmm. I would. I'm like, yes, I oh, am going yes. to finish my email to my <laughs> utility company. <laughs> I am going to finish my novel yeah. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Only forty thousand more words to go. So she finally looks up. And when she looks up, the hand vanishes. There's no one there at all. Ooh. And this happened, quote, repeatedly. From that day on, Rachel caught a glimpse of the man in the yellow plaid shirt every time she worked that desk. Ooh. Uh, And finally, probably the most famous haunting at the Monterey Bay Aquarium is the ghost of the vault room. Hmm. Would you like to hear the story of the ghost in the vault room? What was the, what, what is what is kept in the vault room of a can, of a cannery? More fish. <laughs> <laughs> Where they keep the good fish? I don't under know. lock and key. Well, and when you see mm-hmm. the vault room, because I do, mm-hmm. this one has some visuals. When you, if you recall Ocean's Eleven, you'll know that the first ten Ocean's movies were about breaking into the sardine room. <laughs> we're going to need uh, one very flexible small person <laughs> to be able to break into the sardine room, please, as well as Julia Roberts for unknown <laughs> reasons. She will play herself in a very confusing <laughs> twist, and uh, we shouldn't question it. <laughs> so, uh, gosh, let's see. So, the ghost, this ghost gained some uh, some national popularity because very early one morning, like uh, you know, one, two, three a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, emotion alarm at the aquarium sent the night shift security guards to the room that housed the vault. 
Um, when they got there, the vault door was wide open, but there's nobody inside Mm -hmm. or in the adjacent area outside. Mm. And I don't know if you know this about vaults. They like to keep them locked. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to get into them normally. Mm. So like, what the fuck? So they go back in, they check the cameras and, uh, and there are two cameras with, with, uh, with, (laughs) with eyes on the vault. There's one outside the door and there's another one inside the vault area which is triggered by motion mm-hmm. and so they check the video and uh would you like to watch that video pat i would love to i assume it's like a like an octopus that's just careening around the the museum at one in the morning it's a sardine it like, I'm here to avenge <laughs> very my several pixels across <laughs> okay so here mm-hmm. oh wait it's going boop here is the view. No, stop. Here's a view. Stop. Here, <laughs> this is the view from inside the vault door. As the as the bright blue text claims. Yes. Okay. So we're inside the yes, vault. In case you can. Yes. We're looking Ready? out towards the door of the vault. Yeah. Okay. There we go. The door is slowly opening. Yeah. Frame by frame. Yeah. Doesn't appear very vaultish. Looks more like an office door. But correct. Still. It's it's even the so. vault is inside this room. So this oh, okay. is like the this is the um what's the Indiana Jones uh parallel here? It's the uh it's not the Holy of Holies, but it's the Yeah. It's the uh <laughs> Office of Offices yeah. that holds the Holy of Holies, I think. Yes. So this door is opening. Mm-hmm. Right. Now here's a view from as you can see here yeah. outside the vault door. Uh-huh. Okay, so like I, I see a locked office door, red light on the on the keypad. Oh, instantly unlocks. Light is flashing, saying basically, "It's time to come in." Well, it's the nobody thing. standing so, there. Yeah, nobody standing. No one's standing there. So the door yeah. opens now. As you have pointed out, which mm-hmm. I think is really important, this is a door that is accessible only by key card. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Yep. Now, and the door, the the key card light is red, which means mm-hmm. locked, obviously. But then suddenly. It starts flashing, mm-hmm. which is the uh, the universal sign for, oh, key card has been read. Yeah. Ghost detected, basically. Yes. Yeah. Ghost and time. then door opens. Uh-huh. So you should not be able to, this door is not only just like a normal door that shouldn't open, mm-hmm. but it also is a highly secure door. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Should not open. Yep. Handle does not turn, like nothing, just literally, boop, door open, door open. open. Oof. Freaky deaky. So not, not what you want. No. I mean, it depends. Is it? Does it? I mean, if, if do you want ghosts? Is this what you want? Well, that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <If> you, <laughs> this is how you get ghosts, is by yeah, doing that's this. That's true. <clears throat> um, worth noting, this room is original to the cannery and mm-hmm. is one of the oldest sections in the building. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, these are the stories of the many ghosts that haunt the Monterey Bay, uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium. Hmm. Uh, and it turns out salvaging an old factory that treated humans uh, super badly, like so badly that John Steinbeck wrote a book about it. That's not a great idea. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, one final note here. The aquarium, uh, God love them. They really lean, in, lean into their haunted status. So every October during spooky season, they, uh, they quote unquote rename mm-hmm. the aquarium the Monterey Bay Aquarium is renamed as the Monterey Boo Ascarium, <laughs> which feels like a lot of work. Uh, it feels like, yeah. like too much. <laughs> you could have gotten away with like two of those three. You didn't need all three. Mm-hmm. Of them. You really didn't. Yeah. I mean, I love the chutzpah, but uh, I don't know if you needed to go all three. <laughs> 
They take down all the signage outside. It's very expensive. It's very. <laughs> it's so. Yeah. Yes. Not worth it at yeah. all. But uh, but then they do do like haunted tours and stuff. And that uh, seems fun. Wild. Hmm. Um, speaking of California aquariums, by the way, so I told you that uh, Aaron and I brought the girls to the um, that aquarium in, mm-hmm. in Long Beach with uh, over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So the aquarium we went to in Long Beach is called the Aquarium of the Pacific. Makes sense. Now, I made the, the point Atlantic, the entire really Pacific. That's right. true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I made the point the entire Pacific is an aquarium, if you think about it. And uh, no one seemed interested in entertaining that uh, that idea. You have a four-year-old, right? Uh, almost. A, almost yeah, four. Yeah. And a two-year-old. Correct. Yes. And they were not entertained by this. Well, I, <laughs> that's true. But also Aaron uh, and her family members, no, no one seemed interested in... Um, in my thought experiment of like, hey, what if we just called the Pacific Ocean Aquarium? Um, I'm just imagining, not well received. Just imagining Aaron like like wiping one of your child's noses while feeding the other child. Be like, yeah, real fucking funny, Clayton. Very funny joke. <laughs> real smart, idiot. <laughs> hey, you want to be a dad today or what? <laughs> no, I want to be an academic today, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Aaron, did you know that all aquariums are full of water? Therefore... Therefore, <laughs> therefore, is not our bathtub an aquarium mm-hmm. when it is bath time? It's not mm-hmm. our environment, mm-hmm. an aquarium of the air. Hmm. <laughs> On a particularly humid day, yeah. should we not call this a better aquarium than it was yesterday? Where are you all going? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't anyone answer my texts? <laughs> Um, anyway, so, so this aquarium is in Long Beach and, uh, just worth noting, I think it's right on the ocean and, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it was a great aquarium, great, great space. Please go there. But, uh, right across from the bay from the aquarium is the Queen Mary. Now the Queen Mary is a, is an old steamship that Mm -hmm. is super haunted. Mm -hmm. Like one of the most well-known haunted places in the world. Oh yeah. Incredibly haunted. Yeah. Right. 10 times worse than the Kung Pao steamer. Ten times way worse, worse yeah. than the Kung Pao steamer. <laughs> way less delicious, yeah, but way more haunted. Mm. Uh, we will do a story on this for Sunday for sure. But I was so excited because we're going to this aquarium. And I was like, "We'll see the Queen Mary." I could take mm. a photo for our social media. It sure, be popular, absolutely. Um, so we get to the aquarium. We got there like twenty minutes before Aaron's family joined us, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, this is a great opportunity. Like, if we just like walk through this little park, mm-hmm. we could see the Queen Mary." And I look up, and there you can see the, like the the tops of the the smokestacks from right. the boat. And I was like, Maple, my three, almost four year old. Mm-hmm. I was like, Maple, let's go for a walk. Like, do you see those steam stacks? We're going to smoke stacks. We're going to go find that boat. It's like, it's a boat. We're going to go find it. And she goes, okay, why? And I said, because it's really haunted. There's a lot of ghosts there. And I want to take a picture. That was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> because. <laughs> oh, you're going to carry me towards the ghosts. Yes. Instead of, uh, and away from mom. Right. And yeah. she put that together instantly. Very quickly. Yeah. And she. <laughs> She, well, long, long story short, <laughs> she refused to go one literal step further. Uh, <laughs> so we did not get a chance to mm. uh, to get a to get a picture for the gram. And I said, Maple, don't you understand the gram? And she mm-hmm. um, had run off uh, to, back to Aaron's arms at that yeah. point. Well, so she was not in uh, in shouting distance <laughs> any longer. Um. Anyway, that's that's it. That's all. It's that that's all. So that's the story of the Monster A Boo Ascarium. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and if you want to go there, you can't. Aquariums are cool. Mm-hmm. And they're like zoos for fish. 
Mm-hmm. Zoos but are fish are dumber than mammals, so you don't feel yeah, bad so about they don't, it. They don't know. They, they, don't really, know. they have no idea. They're like, they I'm not going to no eat it right idea. now. Love it. Yeah. There are some animals who are like, wait a minute, I'm pretty smart, and I think I don't like this. Yeah. That's not fish, friends. That's yeah. not fish. Yeah. <laughs> so you can go go spend your money at the Monterey uh, Bay Aquarium. And uh, while you're there, um, get eaten by a ghost maybe. I don't know. Good luck. Good luck to you all. Is This a Ghost is a production of Smith Show Media. Uh, the research is done this week mostly by Jen Swanson. I did help a little bit. I want to say I, I did I did add some. Good for you. Good so, for you. Thank God you. Damn it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you for that validation. That's good. <clears throat> All the good jokes are from Patrick Dean. Uh, our audio editor is Jeremy Montoya. Our video editor is that same Jen Swanson. And uh, we are so grateful to them, to them both. And, uh, and I think that's it. And next week we will... Believe it or not, we were going to have another ghost story. And is this a ghost? Goodness. Goodness.